Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 123. I have a very, very special guest. Uh, I have to, it has to be a limit um, of people I have on my podcast. I mean, Sergio did it for like three times, but um, I want to do something different. Um, I have Chinook from No Father, No Problem on the podcast, and uh, I wanted to bring him on because um, I know with Chinook and Frank, they're very different types of guys, but they're very, very close, and I wanted to focus on Chinook, and with Frank, I would probably do uh, with him uh, next month. So, Chinook, man, what's up, man? What's going on, Mega Man? How you doing? Chilling, chilling, man. How was your day, man? You know what, dude? It was uh, it was good. It was. Uh, we went down to Indie Brewery. Yeah, man. Indie Brewery. Indie Brewery, yeah. We went to go support our homeboy, uh, Edgar, from uh, Beer Thug Life. Yeah, man. He was there. Uh, what did he do? He... He had did a collab called uh, man, man. He made the beer called uh, for life. For life. What you think about that logo? That, that's cool. That's old school right there. That's that, old school. That, that is cool, man. I like that. I mean, you're like talking to one of the guys from uh, Four Flights, and he's talking about man. You're talking about all this stuff. I mean, I have my homework on one side. I have my my numbers and my love letters on the left side. You had your little cheating little codes on on the math and everything. It just brings back memories, huh? Well, you know what? To, to give everybody else an understanding of what we're talking about, they don't know that it looks like a peachy folder. Mm-hmm. You know, so they use the old school peachy folder mm-hmm. and they use that as uh, the the label for the beer was that one color was there different types of colors uh, i think i've always seen that but i've I, they made it like they had like a a, a bluish sometimes i've seen <laughs> that but that's the original one there yeah and uh yeah they, then they put a picture of beer thug life you know, um, we thought that that was Maria right there, and it wasn't. It's the, it's the it was it's the manager. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that looks like Maria. I was like, fuck it, I'll take the credit. You know what? Uh, peachy folders are infamous for. Uh huh. Is for uh, altering the drawing on the folder. So whenever you would see them, they would have the guys playing football, like jumping for a football, and they would erase the football and then put like a like a five cent piece like everybody's running for the money or, <laughs> or the girl that would go up to hit the, the she's playing tennis yeah they would draw boxers on her do you remember that no yeah they would draw boxers on her and they had a couple of other um designs that they would just alter uh-huh. on this one you got edgar is on the peachy folder so a lot of people are going to be out there trying to uh, uh redesign this and touch it up themselves you know yeah uh I know uh, Ceviche Joe, he uh, sent me a shirt. had just like the logo like this. Oh, really? Yeah, I just got it uh, yesterday. Oh, okay. It's pretty tight. Uh, I just got to wash it. It's a little bit too big on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the neck is tight. It's just like, oh, my gosh. But uh, no, it's, it's a good beer. It's a really, really good beer. My, you know what? My wife really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. She, she tried it. And she goes, man, this is really good. She goes, it probably goes really good with chocolate chip cookies. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, chocolate chip cookies. I mean, it's imperial style. It can go with anything. It's very creamy, but you can taste that strongness for that 12.4. 12.4? 12.4. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I just had a taster. Imagine you had the whole beer. That, pff, you don't have to go. You're saving your money to go to a bar, oh, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. What's that? Like, uh, was it 18 ounces? Probably, yeah. yeah. That's like, it looks like kind of like maybe you can fill like two glasses with it. Yeah, but at that that uh, alcohol content, man, that's gonna, that's gonna get you nice and buzz, man. Yeah, what'd you think about any? Because I know that wasn't your first time. Oh, uh, this is my second time. I, I enjoyed it. It's it's not like the traditional bars that I like going to. Mm-hmm. It's different, but it's, you know, it's you gotta expect it to be different. What's your typical bars you like going to? You know what? I, it varies. It varies because I, I'm old school. I grew up in East LA and in, 
when I was growing up in Estelle, there was a lot of small, what they call cantinas. Yes. Little small bars, and they were all over the place. I remember LA. that. I mean, it, you'd be walk, walking on a residential street, and all of a sudden there'd be a little cantina there, and all they had was this, this jukebox where the speaker wasn't really working too well. <laughs> they, uh, they would only serve beer. They, yes. They, they, they wouldn't serve hard alcohol. And uh, the waitress kind of looked like your tia, you know what I mean? The, yeah, yeah. The tia wearing a short skirt. Uh-huh. The mirror behind the bar was kind of angled, so you kind of look up their skirts. I don't even remember that shit. Really? Yeah, yeah. About the, those are the bars when I grew up, and I would see that. And I go, man, I got to check these places out. Uh-huh. I turned 21. I went and looked at a couple of them, and uh, they're, they're okay. It mm-hmm. was just me wanting to... to Experiment because they were all around us this whole time. Yeah. Now in East LA, they're down to like maybe one or two of those places. They close them all down. Well, is it because of something happened or I, just uh, the laws? Laws change, zoning. I don't know what it is, but there's only like one spot left right there in front of El Mercadito called La Bufadora. I mean, That's the only one I'm, I'm aware of. There might be more, but in that area, there's only one. But, but they were all over the place. So I enjoyed going to those places. Uh, when I was young, just checking it out, having a couple of beers. Uh-huh. He's got older. You start jumping around and you start going to different bars. Um, the one spot that I I really did a lot of my uh, sport drinking or heavy drinking was Ordonias in Montebello uh-huh. on Garfield and the 60 Freeway. Uh, it's a Mexican restaurant slash cantina. Uh-huh. So that, that's kind of my my flavor there. What is that? What's your what's your go to bar you like going to? By you want to go by yourself. Uh, shit, you know what? I'll go to Ordonius. I could go there by myself because um, I, I went there for so many years. There's actually a plate named after me at that restaurant there. So I go, A plate? Yeah, they named the a plate. A food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. If, uh, yeah at Ordonius in uh, Montebello, if you look at their menu, it's a, it's a, a plate called Chinooks. Cabarones Hogados. How'd you get that? Well, you, you go there and you put her kids through school. They're going to name something after you. You know what I mean? What? We went there so much that... that um, Well, there's a story behind it. Uh-huh. We went there so much that... You're like this Toby boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went there so much that, you know, when they were uh, coming up with the new dish, you were there. You were the first one to try it out. They named it after you. So, uh-huh. And it's still there uh, 17 years later. Wow. Yeah. When we're done, dude, I'll show you the menu. I got like two or three of them here. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so oh, that's fuck. that's one of my spots there. That would be awesome to have like a Mega Man, like a menu you know, <laughs> or something. If it was a plate Mega Man, what would it be, dude? Oh, fuck. Uh, for food? I don't know, man. For beer, maybe, yeah. But for food, but I'll eat anything. You know, shout outs. Whoa, okay. All right, that's, got... that's one. That's one. That's one. That's one. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. And he got me. And he got me. He got me. He got At me. At the end of this uh, episode, we'll explain to you what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you got me on that one. But, uh, Chinook, the reason why I wanted to get you on, because um, when I heard uh, the episode you did a while back with Alfa Robles, you know, uh, you know, you guys grew up together and stuff like that. I wanted to get you on to get to know you a little bit more, and mm-hmm. for my audience and for the new listeners to know who's Chinook all about, man. Like Chinook, like you're always representing no, no father, no problem, and no father, no problem. So, uh, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Well, you know what, uh, what I'm about, dude, is uh, first of all, I'm a family man. Yes. that's that's the one thing that if everything was taken away from me yeah that's the one thing i wouldn't lose uh-huh. i'm a family man before i'm anything else you know uh-huh. uh shit uh i'm a blue collar worker you know um and i'm at that point in my life where my kids are grown up oh my, yeah my youngest is 17 uh she's going to the marines my, my daughter mm. getting ready to go um 
And uh, we're at that point to where I don't got to go to my kids' baseball games. I don't got to do much. Today, my wife and I were at a brewery drinking, you know what I mean? Because we don't have to be at baseball games anymore. We don't got to be doing anything anymore. So we got a lot of free time. So this kind of came at a perfect time to do a podcast. And, you know, we were already at one yeah. year of doing our podcast. Yeah. Uh, Frankie and I got together. And, you know, for me, that that's my side of it. Frankie's a whole different story. He's got young kids and whatnot. Yeah. You'll get to that when you interview him. Oh, yeah. But my side was I had a lot of free time. And... Um, that's that's how it came about, you know. How'd you get? How, when, when I first heard of you, uh, I remember uh, Alpha Robas did a podcast called You Don't Care Burrow, and he had all his childhood friends on the podcast, and that's where I heard you. Well, right. you know what? Uh, for years, Frankie and I would uh, hang out and we sit down, we bullshit. People would laugh, we'd like it. That's cool, you know. I said, "Kava, the party's over. You go home, and that's it." You know. Yes. Podcasting came around and someone, hey man, you guys should do a podcast. You guys are funny together. And we're like, oh, well, I don't know what the fuck that is. You know, we're busy with our lives, you know? Yeah. And then it came to the point where I got some free time, you know, came about. I, um, free time came about. Then, uh, Kiko, uh, Alfred Rose, but I call him Kiko. Yeah. It's hard for me to call him Alfred. So, <laughs> so uh, Kiko, um, kind of got the, the, the boys together from Townsend. We grew up on Townsend and East LA, Townsend and Roe, I'm sorry, Townsend and Blanchard and Winter. We grew up on Townsend and we were all young kids, man, playing on the street and, you know, uh, fucking having a good time growing up when there was no video games, uh, playing tag, you know, having a real childhood, I would call it. <laughs> and uh, that's how we grew up. Time went on as, you know, what does with everybody, everybody goes their own way. And sometimes you lose contact. You lose contact. Yeah. And uh, Kiko kind of got us all together, man. Kiko uh, got everybody together. Hey, man, let's get together. I, you know, I, I talked to this guy. I talked to this guy. He got us all together. Dude. I saw people I hadn't seen in 20, 25 years, dude. Fuck, it was fucking great. Fucking had a good time. Hung out with a lot of people. Kiko tells us, hey, man, I got a, a podcast I'm doing. And I want to get the boys growing up together. I'm like, shit, I'm in. It was uh, me and uh, three of the Hernandez brothers, neighbors. Uh -huh. So it was a total of four of us that day. Uh -huh. We did the first episode, and uh, we sat down. I was nervous. Like, fuck, what am I going to say? <laughs> you know, I was having a couple of beers. I didn't get drunk that night. I was having, <laughs> having a couple of beers. Uh -huh. And uh, fucking the hour came up like that. It was quick. And I go, man, that's fucking pretty cool, man. I go, I go Kiko, what do, you, what do you use? He showed me what, what app he uses and whatnot. I go, man, that's, that's pretty easy. And um, it was pretty easy getting the app and you know recording yes i actual doing the the rest of it you know what it is it's not fucking easy man it's no. not, to, yeah. to, to do it right is not easy it's not easy so um i did uh two episodes with kiko which ended up being two and a half because the second time i showed up i was drunk on tequila <laughs> I, was drunk. I remember the, the second part of it dude he had to erase part of it because i was drunk and oh it, it was it was nuts but that's how I learned. I go, fuck, that's how you do a podcast. I tell Frankie, I go, dude, this is pretty pretty, pretty easy. Let's, you want to get together and do one, Frankie? Yeah, let's do it, man. You know, people have been asking us. I go, okay. Shot over to his house, straight off the iPhone. We sat down, hit record. We recorded the first episode called The Beta. Yes. And we didn't know what the fuck we were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, that was and, rough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was it, rough. It was just telling a lot of stories. You yes. know what I mean? So we were just talking about our past, the, the nothing to do with our present or, you know, just uh, current events, none of that. So, like all fucking, you know, episodes, it's rough. And then as, as we moved along, we started getting better and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're at right now. We're just trying to get better. 
our numbers show that we're improving, you know, so that motivates us to keep on going. Yes. So, you know, right now we're at episode, I'm going to say maybe 60. So wow. we're, we're about a year and uh, two months. We started last last year in December. So right now we're late January, a year and two months. When did you start? Like, and was it in October, November? December, December 1st. Okay, I started in September. Yeah. So kind of like right there yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, we, we only do uh, one a week. We only do, we might record more than one a week, but we only release one a week. So sometimes we got some in the bank and Frankie will go on vacation or we got to get some time off and we have a couple of them in the bank. I remember when I started doing my podcast, I was just putting like an episode every day. I was like, what am I doing? You know, like you're not supposed to do that. Put one episode out so it can keep the, the listeners asking for more, you know? Plus it gives them time to, to listen because yeah, you got people that, that listen when they're working. You got people that listen, you know, on Wednesdays. You know, okay, I'll listen to this Wednesdays. And, you know, they, they alternate between podcasts because there's a, lot, there's a lot out there. Oh, yeah. So you got to give them a time to listen. So I say, if you haven't listened to, to it in a week, you're not going to listen to it. So one week, I think, is good enough. I usually put mine out maybe Saturday or Sunday. Okay. You know, like that. That's what, when I talked to Joey Coco Diaz, he said, just put it on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, and just go and let it drag the whole week and all that stuff. But, dude, like, I'm proud of you. Like, I seen the journey you and Frank... Um, put on that podcast man and you know you came you guys came a long way and now you're bringing fucking heavy hitters oh yeah yeah you know what that's that's fun but i think uh what what i enjoyed uh the most was uh watching uh frankie go on stage and perform oh because when we started this that was frankie's journey you know and we went along the, I'm pretty sure the podcast helped him with, you know, speaking and yes. telling jokes oh, and yeah. connecting. And, and, you know, and, and it helped him out. And now he's doing, you know, he, you know, he's no pro, but he is a lot further than he should be for the amount of time he's been doing it. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's doing pretty well. So I think I would say that that is the big, biggest success of our podcast is that Frankie's gone there. Yeah, that's good because I remember I like it when uh, in the end when you put put Frankie on blast like, hey, you want to say something, huh? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, oh yeah, you know. But like, I like when you put him like you put him like off guard like, huh? You know, because you like you do the most talking. Yeah. Um, I always think, always wonder like, how come you never did stand up? Uh, well, well for, first of all, I would say because. Uh, I spoke at my daughter's wedding at her quinceanera the three or four times I'll say I fucking traumatized I was fucking scared as shit dude <laughs> I'm not a public speaker I I I, I just it's not my thing mm-hmm. and the podcast satisfies my need for entertaining you know it, it uh, it's enough um, enough for me it, it um it, that's my uh it's my outlet, it's and it's it's enough. When when uh, like today, dude, I'll, I'll tell you something that that was fucking cool. We were at the brewery, and there was a couple of people that I've never met before. They're like, "Hey, we listen to your podcast." Who? Um, okay, the one guy that was standing up on my left with the glasses. Oh, that's oh, they're well known. Yeah, yeah. Flight Flight Four. They yes, do all the co- yes. the L A beer. We all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go around to different breweries and they uh they tour like, hey, what you think about this brewery? I like this, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're they yeah, they're well known. Sat down there and I go, hey, you're. Uh, he goes, yeah, that's the guy. I go, oh, okay. I go, yeah, we're responding to you. The guy was cool as hell, man. Super and nice. Like, oh, yeah, and, and then there was a uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm bad with names. A lady across from me, and she was like, yeah, I listened to it. And then, you know, 
that was that was the best feeling ever, dude. That's the best. So that satisfy satisfies my um, that satisfies me. That's that's enough. So to be to do stand up, I'm good. I don't have that that need yet. Maybe it's because I haven't tried it. I hear it's like heroin, dude. Once you go stay on stage and you get that first big laugh. You're you're fucked and you're hooked forever. You know you're I mean? you're trying to you're trying you to catch go to detox and shit. You're trying to catch that magic dragon. Yeah, that's what uh, Martin said. When when um, there's a saying in the the hood when um, when you hit that fucking crack pipe, it rings your bell, dude, and you fucking chase that shit all your life. You know, it's I mean? not the same. Yeah, not the same. So <laughs> I don't want to have my bell rung, dude, because shit, I might be. Living in my car in front of the the, the, <laughs> the, the improv and my fucking leave my family, you know what I mean? So I'm good. I got a very addictive personality. Uh-huh. I don't want to add any more, you know, any more problems to you know. How how was ever since you've been doing the podcast? Do you what has changed you ever since you've been doing the podcast? What has changed? Um, you know what? Uh, it's it's been small things because I've always had like the liberty. My wife's been. She's really understanding. Hey, I'm gonna go drinking with my friends on Fridays. Those are our thing. Or I'm gonna go this day. Uh-huh. So we replace drinking mm-hmm. on Fridays at the bars with doing podcasts in the garage. You know, yeah. a lot of people are like, "Hey, dude, you don't drink anymore?" I go, "Dude, I gotta record a podcast." Because that's all you do. And I go, "Well, it, it's." I would say it's better. Mm-hmm. Even though I still drink while I'm here, but I'm at home. You know. Remember those Friday nights you guys doing it like Friday nights and do it live on the podcast. And you're drinking. Uh-huh. I like those those Friday nights oh, where you yeah. just like stay home drinking. You know who was uh, telling us that is uh, Maria, beer thug wife. Oh yeah. Yeah, she goes. I really enjoyed the one where you and Frankie got drunk on tequila. It's an episode called uh, "Our Nufo Gets His Drunk" or "Nufo Gets His Drunk." Uh-huh. And Frankie and I, I think it was the first time we didn't have a guest. And we're like, it's just us, Frankie. It's just you and I and the tequila. We're like, fuck it, let's do it. Him and I, we fucking drank a bottle of tequila and we recorded. Man, it was it was it was crazy. Next episode, we're like, hey man, we're sorry for the shit we said. You know, I remember I, that. We didn't say anything bad. It's just you know, Frankie's a, a very polite, reserved person. Uh-huh. So you know, he you know he kind of felt bad for you know, for what he said. Even though if I would have said that, I wouldn't apologize because I'm a little different than him. Yes. But you know, he's he's. He's a he's a better man than I am, so he apologized for it. You know what I mean. Yeah. But ever since then, uh, Frankie hasn't got drunk, and I, I have. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I tippy toe around that shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that one time. Like I was so hungover, like I didn't want no beer. When we we did the podcast, it was me, you, Julio, and Sergio. And you're like, come on, here. It's like, no, I don't want to. My nigga. You know? <laughs> here, take one. Like, all right, all right. Cause you, I, you, you, show, you showed up exhausted, dude. You I was hung up. over. You, you, yeah, you, you had something the, the night before. But you showed up and, and you were like, no, I'm good, I'm good. But then at the end of the day, man, we fucking went through a lot of beer. All those went beers. Through, went through a lot of beer. That was a, that was a good two episodes we did. I, uh, I love it when, um, you know, I'm, I like, this is what I like the most about because of you and Frank, me, Julio, and Sergio, we're doing different podcasts, and we're we're seeing the growth of everyone, you know, getting, you know, like, shouts, again, number two, uh, you yep, know. there we go, let me write that down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julio, he's doing his thing with his podcast, you know, he does with Ray, and I just, like, I like seeing everyone grow. Yeah. It's good, but when we come together, it's just, it's funny. It's it's just a funny episode. You, you know what, it's a... Uh... You get a little bit of everything, you know what I mean? Uh, you get a little bit of just everybody's different perspective. And like I, I can say, uh, Julio, he's totally different, man. You know, he's old school. He 
his mind is set on one thing and he's like I mean, he breaks things down. Yes. And then, you know, you got you saying one thing, I'm yelling out a la verga, you know. <laughs> Frank is talking about the Dodgers, you know what I mean? Everybody's got their angle to something, so it, it kind of all works, you know. Because you know, not too many people repeat each other, you know. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny when when you have Sergio on, it was the episode where he's like, yeah, my lady caught me jacking off. I was like, I can't see that in Sergio. I was like, you know, I just can't see that, dude. <laughs> Check, check this out, dude. Um, I I, uh, I had told Sir to go, hey, you know what? Frankie's off. Uh, can you uh, back me up with this? He goes, yeah, no problem, dude. Fucking cool, dude. Um, great guy. I gave him the schedule. Him and I went to Huntington Park. I met him there. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to record. And uh, the first words were off uh, out of his mouth. I mean, the, the whole podcast mm-hmm. out of his mouth was like, yeah, my old lady caught me jacking off. And I'm like, Sergio, Sergio. I, I was thinking about it. I go, Sergio, I wanted you to replace Frankie, not replace me. I'm still here. Please take the high road the way Frankie would. I take the low road. You're taking the low road like me, dude. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I need you to take the high road. So <laughs> It's funny because when he said that, I was like thinking like that happened to me one time. Because his lady caught him. Well, when I was with my ex-wife back in like years ago... When I was jacking off and shit, my ex-wife would open the door and I slammed the door, pushed it over and locked it. Because I wasn't done jacking off yet. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is he doing there for an hour, dude? It's like, I got to get my release. Yeah. I don't know why. Hey, isn't it funny? They, they only interrupt you almost right when you're almost done, right, dude? <laughs> you got to hold it in and a fucking fart and shit. This is when they had singular phone and it wasn't, we, we didn't have the videos and stuff. We just had pictures and it looked fucking blurry. It's, it's almost like that spice, that spice blurry one you see. Is that a titty? It's like on the phone. It was one of those and stuff. And they were charging me like a motherfucker. It was unlimited. It wasn't unlimited. It's like, man, and my next month, my bill was like almost $300. Oh, man. I was jacking off over fucking blurry pictures and shit. No videos back then. And this was like in fucking what? Like, like, like. I don't know, 2002, yeah. 2003. It was like, fuck, dude. But when Sergio said that, I was fucking dying, dude. Yeah, dude. I was that, dying. That, that, was, that, that was funny, dude. That was funny. Because it caught us off guard. We were like, Where's, where the hell is this going, dude? But- he has a pervert in him. Like, when he talked about, like, fingering girls and shit. Like, oh, I was like, damn, man. It's like, I hope his lady's not hearing that shit. You know what, though? Uh, um, Sergio is a... Uh- I have a lot of respect for that dude because mm-hmm. Sergio's one of those guys who's intelligent enough to know how to speak to different people. You know, he's not gonna show up, you know, somewhere where and and you know speak to you, speak above you and make you feel like less of a person. Mm-hmm. He'll speak at your level no matter where you're at, and yeah. he knows exactly yes. when to do what he does. You listen to somebody's podcast, yeah. you're like, "Fuck, Sergio, I don't understand what the fuck you word you fucking said." You know what I mean? And then when he hangs out with us, he talks about jacking off. So he knows what to say with different people. That's what I admire about, about that guy. You know what I mean? He doesn't speak down to you. The last episode he did as like when he had that guy from Long Beach, just like I knew those areas. I knew like. What he was talking about, I was like, okay, and stuff like that. I, I like Sergio's podcast, but he does it just like, nah, eh, whatever. Like the way how he doesn't like, it, it, like how how we take it serious. Like I take my podcast serious. I mean, I don't know if you take your podcast serious, but he's like, eh, whatever. You know, it's just something where it's like, you know, it's like I see potential in his podcast. You know, mm-hmm. but he just does it for like a hobby. It's like you know. Like you know what? Um, the minute he stops enjoying it, why do it? You know, yeah. if he enjoys it the way he does it, then that's the best way to do it, man. Mm-hmm. The, when this becomes a job, yeah, the day we stop fucking doing it, you know, yeah. yeah. So, 
I, I get it. You know, yeah. You just do, do, do it. Do it your way. How's the bike thing? Are like you guys getting ready for the bike? Oh man, dude, you, you know what? Uh, <laughs> um, this uh, one of the, the listeners, uh, Michael, uh, he's gonna be down to do the race. Oh, I don't know if he told me he's gonna do the race, but he hit me up today. He goes, "Hey, dude, have you tried on you in your new cycling shoes?" I saw that, and dude. I, and I'm like, "No, man, I haven't tried them on." I go, "I'm gonna start riding this weekend." So I, I got to get back on my bike, dude. Beautiful bike, dude. I haven't touched it. God damn. I haven't touched it in months, dude. I mean, you got four bikes, and uh, which one's your baby you use every like? I, I actually, uh, the one here, the the Trek, my uh-huh. road bike, that's that's my baby. Next one over is my wife's, mm-hmm. also a Trek. Next one over is a giant mountain bike. Not mm-hmm. a giant mountain bike, the Bram is giant. I don't yeah. want people to think I'm riding a fucking... Then the, <laughs> one, the one over here is a Trek, and that is a... Uh, like a 10th anniversary or I forgot what the 100th anniversary for Snap-on Tools uh-huh. Trek made them that bike uh-huh. and that, that bike's 20 years old but that bike there the components which is your uh, derailers and you know everything else that goes on there they use height I mean top of the line stuff because it was for Snap-on man that bike there is badass dude Cause, you know 20 years old it's probably runs better than these over here because of components components is what makes a bike How, what made you to start to start like riding bikes uh frankie uh-huh. frankie uh they uh showed me um like some uh pictures and whatnot when they were down in rosarito yes i think i went to his house i go dude it's pretty bad he goes yeah we go riding he goes go with us i go all right fuck it, let's do it so uh we first started doing uh mountain biking up in a uh, jpl they got some nice trails up there where you cross these streams and oh, yes it's beautiful and I bought that bike off of his, uh, what would be his nephew mm-hmm. or, or uncle, not exactly sure, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Shorty, sold me that mountain bike. I used that one for a while. And then once I realized, man, I really, I really enjoy doing this. Let me invest. Let me invest. You know, because when, when you get into it, it's good to know that you like doing it before you invest. You don't want to be those dudes that fucking spends two grand <laughs> and realize, eh, that wasn't that, that wasn't for me, you know? So I really, I, I rode the shit out of that bike and I said, you know what, I need uh I need the next step up, so I started going up to road bikes. That's awesome, man. I, I really, I really need to get back into that. Man. I I need to find a hobby. I mean, because I mean, my hobby is just doing the podcast, but I want to find something else instead of doing podcasts, like something like I don't know, riding bikes or working out or something. You know, I mean, I'm I'm getting that age. Like, I mean, this year I'm gonna I'm gonna be fucking forty, dude. Jesus. I mean, fuck, I don't even look like I'm fucking forty. I, mean, <laughs> I just trimmed my beard. I had a whole bunch of gray hairs everywhere. I was like. Fuck, man. Father time's catching up, dude. Hey, what's that app that you used that said you were 28? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw someone have it. You can find it on Instagram and on, on the stories. They'll say it. And, I mean, one time, it was one for 70 years old. I was like, 70? I mean, he's fucking 70. But it's funny, you know? It's like, ugh, it gets kind of creepy and shit like that, you know? Yeah. Or like the Disney one or the Joker one. Yeah. I mean, fuck, man. I don't use any apps. No? Well, I, I don't know. It's, it's not my thing. You know, I think um, I was a little too old. No, actually, not, not that I was too old is what it was. Is I never used social media. Social media was never my thing. Mm-hmm. I started with Instagram a year ago when the podcast came out. I go, we got to reach out to people. This I way. remember you were me tell and, me that. And that was it. That's the first time I ever touched social media. I think that was so good that you opened up uh, 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 your podcast page on Instagram. Yeah. You needed it, you know. Yeah. You, you had to have it. So, yeah. it was, you know, 
So if I wouldn't have had the podcast, it would have been no Instagram. So I've never done it. So I've never had apps and, and whatnot, you know? I like the stories that you put when, like you were talking about earlier. Uh, when you have a podcast, you have one, whatever you guys talk about, you want to find those pictures. It, well, that's, that's what I do. So I, uh, after we record it, I sit back and I listen to it and I take notes. And, and you know, like we talked about, uh, be wearing a t-shirt in the, in the pool. <laughs> um, Martin was talking about wearing sandals, uh, sandals, and he wears Crocs, and or he wears sandals. And I was telling him, I go, "Do you know Crocs make a sandals, right?" Fuck. These are Crocs, dog. Oh my yeah, Crocs, god! I love them, love them. So I, I Comfortable, was, you know, huh? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I posted that, and they were talking about. Being in a wheelchair at Disneyland, so I go in the fight. Wheelchair at Disneyland? What do you mean? We're talking about. Uh, I saw to, that picture. To, yeah, going to Disneyland. Because we're, we're, Frankie had just came back from Disneyland. Uh-huh. And I wouldn't fucking go there. He goes, Well, if you're disabled, they let you in to the front of the line and whatnot, right? Uh-huh. So I put a picture of a wheelchair at Disneyland <laughs> and whatnot. So I just like to put pictures out so people could kind of connect to it, you know? Especially like the sandals. You know? Yeah. I never heard those sandals before. Yeah, they're out there. These are fucking cool. But that fucking t shirt and the drinking a beer on the fucking beach, <laughs> did, that, that just brings back a a lot of fucking memories <laughs> yeah. it just it's i like it when you have like old school pictures of like fuck i remember that shit dude yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, since you're doing the podcast you know like um i, I you're pretty much uh, you're aware like your wife or your your daughters here at the podcast oh yeah yeah and um i that's why i don't lie and even if it reflects negatively negative on me yes it's still who i am my kids are already old enough to know who I am mm-hmm. so it's not it's to no surprise to them you know mm-hmm. and like my wife says uh, when you die uh, she's been killing me off for years but she says when you die <laughs> um, the kids can listen to this yes. and hear your stories and hear you know different things I go alright you know that's cool that, 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 that'd be nice you know yes. so we, we tell our stories you know growing up and a lot of this stuff that you know kids don't know about they don't know how hard times were for me growing up and you know in, in, being broke and all, and all that, they didn't know that stuff, you know? So they hear it like, oh, wow, that I didn't know that about you. So it, it's nice, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they get a little bit more about me. Plus, I don't have secrets from my kids, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, man, Dad, I didn't know you were like that, but now you know, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's just, I like something like that because you're being, you're being you. Yeah. You're being straight up. It's like, hey, this is how I am. I'm not, I can't be the perfect husband. I can't be the perfect father. But you know what? At least I'm doing my best. I, you know what? I think you have to because if you listen to someone on a podcast, you listen to them regularly. Yes. You can pick that up. Like, guys, you know, that contradicts what he said last time. And sometimes I might contradict myself, not on purpose, or maybe I forget. You know, I drink a lot, you know, so. (laughs) Who doesn't? I contradict myself, but, you know, I don't do it on purpose. I wasn't lying, you know. The both times I said it, I fucking meant it, you know, and they might contradict each other. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I try to be genuine whenever, whenever I do so that people, you know, people see you're lying to them then it becomes fucking sketch comedy or you know scripted comedy that's not what we're doing here we're fucking speaking about ourselves and current events and and how we actually fucking feel you know you know um when i thought about this because you know i don't like mentioning this episode that you did but when you had brong uh ricardo lamas you know the comedian and you're i when i heard the episode you're being a little bit too hard on him but you know what to be honest i would be the same way too you know, he was very uncomfortable. There's certain people that are, that can be very uncomfortable because they're not put into that point. Like, hey, this is 
unfiltered. This is real talk. Yeah. But you're not doing it because you're just doing it. You know, like you're just doing it because you love them. You know, and everything. You know. You know what though? Um, uh, I I should have been more professional at the end of the day. Uh-huh. I should have said, you know what? Uh, this guy has a history of drinking. Yes. Um, I'm gonna show up sober. I'm not gonna drink in front of him. Uh-huh. But fucking did the total opposite, man. I was yeah. with Frankie's cousin up the street at this bar, and and him and I fucking we. Him and I are the reason there's a there's a fucking uh, plate in it after me at that restaurant. Yes. Him and I did a lot of drinking, so you know that's that's our thing. We get together and we fucking put them away. I got hammered, dude. I walk in there and uh, I go, Frank, give me another beer. And you know he's walking in. Frank's like, Are you sure? Like, like Frank, I mean, yeah, fuck it. You know, we have another beer, and uh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Regardless of what Carlos was there to do, regardless of all that shit, I should not have drank in front of him. That. He, you have a recovery an alcoholic or someone who's fighting, you know, demons, and you're fucking drinking in front of him, especially when he's doing the favor of coming out there and recording a podcast. Now. Oh yeah. That, that yeah. Regardless of what he did, I was wrong. I was wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could probably find some faults in his action, but I had, I don't. That's who he is. You know. Yeah. A lot of people expect comics or performers to be in at, at a podcast. The same way they are on stage. Oh, it's not. You know, no. you, you, it's it's, a two, it's no way. two different people. Two you, different. you sit somebody down and you're like, well, "Come on, aren't you gonna juggle the balls and or you know fucking do something funny?" It's, it's not like, the same. Uh, no, that's my act. That's my job. You know, I come home and I don't do cable at home. I fucking you know that's not me. That's what they do at work. This is totally different. Even though this, it's kind of you know podcast is kind of them putting themselves out there, but you can't expect that. So mm-hmm. when you see Carlos Loma on stage, God damn, that's fucking great. You put him in front of the mic, it was a different person. So that kind of also threw us off. But still, it was my fault. Do you get that fault. a lot when you have a guest on and be like, man, he's a, he, could, like, he could be a perfect guest. And all of a sudden, it's the way how you have to push him to talk or he's not a talkative person. Uh, you know what? We've had a, a couple of surprises, but it's always been our fault. It's always been our fault. Like uh, we had uh, Liliana Cervantes yes. on the podcast. Frankie and I were exhausted. We had just got into a misunderstanding, Frankie and I, right before we did the podcast. Oh, really? It was a hot day. It was the day after we recorded at Sarah's Market where Mr. Bruno was there. Yes. I mean, we, we were fucking burnt out, you know? So we Fuck. had, you know, we were burnt out. We show up and... Wait, how many episodes did you guys do that day? Like that week? Just two? Uh, well, what it, it wasn't that we did a lot of episodes that week. Is that the night before we were with you and we recorded what one, two and a half episodes? We did yours and we did ours. Oh, and the one we did right here? No, no, the one at Sarah's Market when Mr. Menudo was there. Oh, that next morning we had to record. I didn't know that. Yeah, we recorded. We were exhausted. Frankie was running around with the kids at Little League, and we had a misunderstanding. And we go there and. We did not give her our best. We sat there and we 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 fucking what they call it, we phoned it in. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't good. Oh man! And uh, what it was is we should have sat down and got to know her a little bit more. Because if you listen to the episode, it's a little rough in the beginning and towards the end, she kind of loosens up a little bit. We kind of yeah. It, it changes towards the end and and that 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 was rough. I wish I wish we would have been more professional about it and uh, yeah. Um, so. That's that's one. I've been reaching out to her, uh, saying, "Hey, man, come back. Give us another chance. You know what I mean? We'll we'll mm-hmm. put our, our our happy face on it. Open. I I feel bad for those for those two episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not their fault. It's 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 our fault. We're yeah. we're the podcasters. Yeah, like yeah. I re- man, I I totally get it. 
I remember with my podcast, I was drinking so much at a point like, man, why did I say that? Why did I say this? And I think everything changed when, I don't know if you know this, but if you hear what the episode 101 with Alakon Brewery and Lewis, mm. there was one and I had to cut maybe 30 minutes of the material in the end. It got a little bit too rowdy. Really? We were talking shit about we shouldn't be mentioning names yeah. and I had to cut that shit off and we were just drunk as fuck. I remember my ex was giving me a hard time the next day. I was like, what the fuck is your problem? And I was like, fuck, man. And I was like, I can't do that shit no more. And that's where I had to sit down and be like, well, wait, I I can't be drinking a lot. Like, if I'm going to have a guest on, I'll have one beer, but it's all about the guests. Yeah, that's that's the way it is, and I agree with you. When we're done recording, I sit down with my wife. I play it for her. We listen, and then she'll like, okay, like, all right, cool. Or if I have an idea... I have an idea that might be a little rough. She's like, ask Frankie before you do this. Ask Frankie before oh, you really? do this. Because, you know, I, I I have ideas and then, you know, I can run it by Frankie. You know, he's on, he's, he's on the fucking show too. And uh-huh. so, you know, she'll tell me. She'll give me advice. And, you know, for the most part, she's right. You know, I, I sometimes I'll take some chances and fucking do it anyways. But for the most time, she's right. And I'll, I'll hold back because, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more... Uh, Risque, you know what I mean? Risque? I'll, I'll fucking... No, no, no. I'll, I'll... All right, we're back on. Uh, Chinook had to get some beers. We got some Tecantes. He, got some, he has a salt. He has his lime. I got my beer from uh, Indie Brewery. I mean, fuck, man. You love your Tecantes, dude. You know what I do? I've tried other stuff, but he's just... Tecantes old school. It tastes good. Little lime on the rim uh, and uh, some sea salt, dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love... I, I, yeah, you can't go wrong in all that. Um, this one, I want to go a little bit more deep, you know, really, really deep because I know with your childhood, with your father and my father, it it, it could be different. You know, like I remember, uh, hearing some of your episodes, you talk about your father and I talked about mine. Um, you know, like when you said that your father was like an asshole to you and, and all that, like, Hey, he should be doing that. And like, my father was kind of never around, but kind of gave me that that cold shoulder. Yeah. I mean, how was that like, you know? Check this out, man. This is, this is, this is, the timing on this is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I was, um, I was sitting next to my wife, uh, yes, the, before we released the episode with um, Martin. Yeah. And Martin said something, he goes, my, did the, my dad did the best job with the tools he was given, right? And you know, and it, it made me think, you know what I mean? Because you got you got to realize that, that that people could be raised wrong, and that shit gets passed on to generation and generation. Uh, my dad lived a, a, a fucked up life. You hear the story that you yes, know, what, what you hear from him. he lived a fucked up life, and you know you could always say that's why he was the way he was, and he treated us the way he treated us. You know, so you could you could. You, you could look at this in many different ways. You know, you could be sour about it and, you know, say he was a dick and this and that. Or say, you know what, he did the best he could because he didn't know better. You know, he didn't You know, he didn't know better then. But then at the end of the day, when I think about it was, when you love your kids, you do whatever it takes, regardless of how you're raised. So at the end of the day, it doesn't really change anything. You know, yeah, he could have done a better job, dude. And I, I, wish, I wish he would have, you know. Yeah, man, like the way how you said it, like I wish, you know, because I feel like like my dad wasn't around when I was little. And I thought to myself, am I supposed to be like that with my wife? 
am I supposed to be like that with my kids? Mm-hmm. Like not to show them love? Then I was like, man, everything clicked on me. Like, man, I have to be honest, Chinook, dude. Last year was the make or break, dude, because going through all the situations with the podcast, with the family, me having the baby and stuff like that, with uh, with my mom, with my depression, my dad, it, it was a lot, man. It was a lot because I feel like my dad was like, man, when is my dad ever going to give a fuck about me? You know? Yeah. I always look for that. You know, like you're looking for it, but it's like, is he going to come or not? You know? You know what? Sometimes you just got to get to that point and realize, you know what? That's just not going to fucking happen. Mm-hmm. Let's move forward because if you keep leaving, keep living in the past, it's going to fucking bug you forever. So mm-hmm. I would say just move forward. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I think what's got me through a lot of that is is my family, mm-hmm. knowing that I got to provide for them, yes. do what's best for them. When you have that kind of direction and drive with your family, all that other stuff kind of just goes away. You don't really think about it. You don't got the time to sit back and think about it. Fuck, I hated my dad when you're so providing for your, your kids, you know? Yes. So I, I think, you know, like I said, my family's number one for me. That is mm-hmm. my main priority. And then that that puts everything in second, third place. So you don't really don't worry about it, dude. So, mm-hmm. you know, you we, there is times when you've had a couple of beers and you sit back and you fucking think, man, you know what? I didn't have that. Or when you look at somebody else with their father and you know they're having a nice moment and they're like man i didn't fucking have that you know it, it hurts you know yeah, have, have someone man. tell you hey good job or you did wow or or you didn't have that that you know so you grew up and you know but you can't stop and you guys can't stop and fucking worry you know worry about that move forward and, and mm-hmm. you know move forward with, with your with your family do the best with them so that they don't go through those issues you know yeah for me fuck man it was it was really hard because when my mom and my dad split up when I was like 11 or 12 and me being like almost at 40, it's like, man, why am I still dwelling on this? And I remember like maybe with what bothered me is like when 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 Frank did the podcast and we did the over there and he's like, man, you got to move on from the fuck all that shit. But that's his that's his mentality because his dad wasn't around. But if he knew the situation what I've been through, if you've been mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually sexually abused, mm-hmm. then it's a different story. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree, and I believe uh, you know I, I everybody's totally different. You know that that the same formula works for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think Frankie, the reason he was able to move on is because he became the father figure. Mm. He didn't have time to fuck around and worry about where my father is. He had younger brothers. He was like the, the oldest one of all his nephews and everything else, his cousins. So he was always kind of slapping people around, you know, get in line, get in line. So he didn't even have time to think about it. He became that person. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it, he can he can say that, hey, just move fucking forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, that helped him out a lot, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, because when he, when I, that's always been stuck with me. The way how Frankie's mindset is, it's like, man, I, why would he say that? But I don't think like makes sense, you yeah. know. But, but you know what? Because it's true, but it's probably harder for you to do it. Is what it is. You know, uh-huh. you got more obstacles to overcome, but it is true what he's saying. You get fucking, you know, you let go of all that fucking baggage, and man, you're gonna be able to fly. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's a lot of that stuff's fucking mm-hmm. holding you down. You know? Yeah, I, I felt like last year was a lot of stuff because, like, you know, we talked, you know, and you know, like I was going too hard on the podcast, 
and oh, yeah. you know with my kids and everything I work and podcasts and no family time and uh, um, I don't know if you know like with me and my with Cynthia we just we were separated we're you know we're not together and I just kind of feel like she doesn't relate I don't think she gets it you know um, you know what um, I don't I don't know you guys, you know, as a couple. Yes. I, I know you guys, you know, I know yeah. you guys, but I don't know you guys as a couple. I've never hung out with you guys. I can't really speak on that. But remember, don't do to your kids what your parents did to you. No, 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 you no. You know no. what I mean? I know, I know what you mean. Like, what I'm trying to do is, is like, I want to spend time with the family, but there's a balance. But back then, last year I didn't know what the, but now I know. But when you have a person that says, why are you still doing that fucking podcast? You're never going to fucking make it. You're never going to make no fucking money. Why are you still fucking doing it? Well, maybe to me, this is my passion. Maybe yeah. to me, this is my calling. Maybe to me, this this conquers my depression. Yeah. Because yeah. if I'm not doing a podcast and all that, I'll, I'll go berserk. Yeah. I'll, I'll get into like a dark mode. And that's why I felt like I was battling depression for the past uh, a couple weeks. This is your outlet here. This is my this outlet. This is your outlet when you're down, you feel yeah. relieved, you feel relaxed. This is your mota. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what I feel like doing the podcast is like, I remember we talked and and I remember you DM me. It's like, why are you being so negative? I'm like, not being negative. It's just, I I wanted, it's like I, I wanted to take a break, but I did it. It's like, you know, when you do a podcast, it's like a drug. Like, you crave it. You If I take a break, it's like, ah, I want to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's my I I miss it. I love it. This is I love doing this. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and then I I do it because it keeps me grounded and it keeps me busy and it, it little by little it conquers my depression. Oh yeah. I, I you know what uh I enjoy recording. I enjoy bullshitting and uh-huh. you know they're fun. For yes. first they're fun. For me they're fun. Uh for you they're therapeutic. Yeah. They're fun. Like Dr. It's, Phil. Yeah, it, it, it's just you can be your hobby, you know, it's Sergio, he does it when he has time off. Everybody does it, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, what's his name? Julio might do it for uh, promotional reasons to get his brand out there. Yeah, everybody. Oh yeah. Frankie does it to get do, do for the stand comedy. up. Stand yeah, up, stand, yeah. Everybody has their angle. This is your angle. You're doing it because of, for the the, the mm-hmm. therapy of it, you know. So yeah, yeah we, we 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 get it. If my wife was not supportive. That would that would really bug me. It's, I wish I had that. Is this that? I just I don't want to quit the podcast. Like, why would you tell me that? Like, you're never gonna make it. Why are you doing it? Fuck it. I don't want you to do that shit no more. It's like, no, I'm gonna do it. You know, this is I like doing the podcast. I just can't just quit. You know, like what happens if your wife told you like, hey, quit the podcast? Um, and you love doing it. Uh, you, you know that's deep, huh? Well, well, fuck that. That's 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 a hard fucking question because, um, you know what? Shit, my wife has has always supported me, no matter what what I'm fucking doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's she's always supporting me, and, and so that would be uh that would be fucking hard to swallow. Mm-hmm. You know, it either I still do it, you know, against her fucking will. Or I, you know, that I don't know. I, I wouldn't know because I only do it because, not, 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 I'm not saying I only do it because she supports me. I do it and I try harder and I try different things because she supports me on it. You know, she, and she gives me advice and why don't you do this? You know what she's fucking telling me? She goes, 
Go and buy all the fucking equipment you need. Get all the headsets and get everything. I, w- I want you to start recording at a, at a higher level. I want your audio to come out better. And I tell her, I go, I don't like the headsets. I don't like the way that feels on nah, me. Nah, man. It, it feels unnatural to me. You can't me. move around. You can't be it's, this. Exactly. Exactly. And I go, I, I, it doesn't feel natural. But she goes, she goes, she goes, but when I listen to the podcast, you say some funny shit that no one hears. Only I can hear it because I'm, I'm I'm listening for what your, your your voice. I'm listening for you, mm-hmm. and it makes me laugh. And a lot of people are missing it because you're like in the background. You're you know it's yours and Frankie's podcast. You guys should be like talking to the microphone like this and expressing yourself, and you know, and then you know the the guests as well. But we should be up like this and you know talking. But she goes, you don't sound that way. You're on the feel like you're on the background. You're very loose. Yeah, exactly. So that she goes, you gotta. Your voice has got to be stronger. So she's she's pushing me even more than I'm pushing myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you got to have that. You got to have that because, mm-hmm. you know, it's rough. It's rough, you know, if you feel like you're almost cheating, you know, when you're doing something, you mm-hmm. know, behind your wife's back. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point right there. Yeah. If you weren't doing the podcast, what would you just be working still? Well, you know what? Um, that's, a, that's a pretty deep question because... Um, my whole life, I think it has to do with insecurities, but my whole life, I've always worked really hard at my job. Insecurities, fuck, I'm going to get fired. So I always worked way more than I should have, harder than I should have, when I sh- times I shouldn't be working. I, I've always put a lot of time and effort into it. And uh, recently, we started doing the podcast. I started taking time off work, and I realized, you know what? I, I don't got to be that way. I don't gotta be at work all the time. I don't have to be answering my phone all the time. You know, I could I could be at home doing my podcast and not answering my phone. Hey, I'm not working today. Don't fucking call me. You know. So would I be, would I go start working again more? No, I would find another hobby. I would either start riding my bike a lot more, mm-hmm. but going back and dedicating that extra time to work or that effort to work the way I used to. No, I would not do that. Would not do that again. Mm-hmm. I. I learned that that's not it's not it's not healthy for me, you mm-hmm. know. And big corporations, they don't see that. At the end of the day, you're a number. When it's time for you to leave, you leave, and that's it. They're it not is, they're not gonna remember the blood and sweat you left. It's like to me, it's like I I totally get it, man. It's like I break my back for this company, which I won't mention. But what do I get in return? Nothing. It's like okay, it's another cattle. You're done with that one. Here's another. Here's another one. Here's another one. It's like, it's yeah. you know. It's like I don't want to be like that. It's like you know and. And it's like taking the time to relax, reflect, live life and everything. But in a way, so do podcasts still. It's like, oh, I have time, you know, I'll do this. You know, like when you were telling me like, oh my God, you're crazy. It's like I'm doing two podcasts in one day, you know? Yeah. Because I know you have some stuff going on tomorrow. It's like, hey, you want to do this? Like, and I told you, hey, let's, let's fucking kill two birds with one stone. Well, you know what it is? It, it, it is. Uh, I would rather have done it uh, tomorrow. But uh, the gardeners are coming in. And they're gonna work on the street here at nine a.m. So they're gonna be the right noise. here with chainsaws cutting this whole tree down. Yes. And I go shit, man. They're scheduled. We're gonna be in here. The the garage door being closed is not enough of a yeah. separation. You know, not enough of a buffer to you know to be able to record in here correctly. Yeah. So I go, you know what, dude? Let's 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 try and do it today. Let's see what we can do. You know. But it worked out. We're here. Yeah. It, you know, it's funny because I I get this a lot from people. It's like. Mega Man, don't you ever get sleep? It's like, dude, I haven't. I've been up since nine p.m. and I'm still doing the. I'm still up doing the podcast still, and because I keep on going. Like when, like 
Frank says, hardest working man. Yeah, yeah. This is no game. This is no. I I don't fuck around. You know what though? But just we're we're being open. There, yeah. There has to be a balance. Though. Yes. There has oh to yeah. Be, there has to be a balance. You know, um, I we record our podcast, we release it, and for the rest of the week, um, scheduling people, yes. requesting people. Oh yeah. You know, and you know, I do that. You know, but it's very easy. You know, text messaging and whatnot, and then we get an episode and we, we record it. And you know we release it. We don't we don't overbook ourselves, especially because I need to book us book ourselves at the pace that Frankie can handle because he's got a, a young family. So oh, yeah, it's got to be something that he can work with. You know. Yes. So I gotta take that in consideration. So like I'll book a guest and you know run it by Frankie. Can you make these dates? All right, cool. We can do that. So you know we do try to do one a week. Sometimes we try to maybe do two to have one. You know, what was the most you ever had in one week? Uh, maybe I want to say three, maybe. I wish I had that. I had fucking 16. Yeah. That was in a zone. I will never do that again. Uh, you, you know what? I, I uh, When I'm done doing a podcast, I'm done recording, I listen to it. And I'm you listen, like, you, so when you're done, you listen to the whole thing. My wife and I do. Really? Well, well, that's where I take the notes and and <laughs> I write the chanclas, the guy in the pool with the t-shirt off. You know, do all that. Listen to it, and then I'm like, I didn't like it. I don't like any of my fucking podcasts. There's fucking very few I like, and um, then that's enough. That's enough mm-hmm. for me to go five, six days without recording. And then around that sixth day, I like, I get that itch. I'm like, all right, start to fucking record the next episode, and you know, and. You come in with more energy, uh, yeah. A lot of different ideas, uh, you know. It's better that way. You're 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 fresh because you record six in a row. It's gonna be the same mindset for six in a row, but your energy energy level is gonna drop as you go through it. You know, so I think that one once a week is enough. You know, for the listeners, for us, it's a good balance for the family. Isn't that kind of like awesome? Where with you and I, we both do podcasts and. It's all about reps, and when you have a guest, it, you're gonna see different personalities. Okay, I won't. I, I'll now I know if I have a person like that, I'll be ready. I have this and all that dead air. I mean, it all comes into play. Oh yeah, you you gotta be ready for everything. You gotta you know first of all, don't have dead air. Oh yeah. Uh, try to make it entertaining. Don't insult anybody. And but then every once in a while you have you <coughs> excuse me. Once in a while you have those guests that that fucking you had a good time with it. when you're done you're like man that was fucking fun I enjoyed it uh, one, one of my the fucking the, the best times I ever had was uh, Sarah's Market oh, I uh, love that episode yeah man uh, uh, Sarah and Steven I, I enjoyed fucking hanging out with them man it, it was fun uh, um, Julio Robles you were hungover that day I was fucking bad <laughs> Julio Robles I enjoyed him telling the story. that was I think part two was good I, yes yes oh yes. shit he, uh, he, I, I've known him for shit 35 years, and when we were young, he was always a good storyteller. He was a good storyteller. Oh. So when he was telling that story, man, and we were just listening and gave us time to throw in a couple of jabs, a couple of jokes in there, that was fun. The one we had on uh, Townsend called um, Boys in the Hood, we did with Kiko. Frankie and I, that's when Kiko called out Frankie and offered him the, oh, yes. the, the Ontario Improv <laughs> for five minutes. What? Yeah, that. Yeah. And, um, that one I enjoy too because we're on Townsend recording. It was fucking fun, man. I, I, there's very few of them. There's some that, that feel like work. I love Chicano Shuffle, the one you did. Oh, 
that was I I heard I no lie I mean sorry to to suck your dick or anything but I heard about like twenty fucking times yeah you know what the, the, those guys are good you know what what I have on uh, from Chicano Shuffle is uh, Fernando Fernando was very there. very intelligent he, he, he was, you know, which one which one's that okay is that because when I did the podcast Ramon Fernando and Stevan he the one oh Stevan he was next to me. Okay, Stefan was on your on your left. Fernando's uh, Fernando's. Oh, right he's good. Left. I like him. He's he's the one that like like say um, say you got Ramon right and Ramon's yeah. telling a story. He goes, "Hey, sabes que fui a lonche y I got me plátano. I was eating my banana." And Stefan, I mean, uh, and St- uh, that's uh, Fernando would be like, he'll make those noises like, "Ooh, yeah," you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck, that's fucking hilarious, dude. The one with like the talk when he talked about with the whip. Who who was who had the whip? Was it Sergio had the whip? And trying to shuffle like in the street. Oh, oh, okay. So um, I was trying to think. Is that no? It's like no, no. So the guy from Chicano Shuffle met the guy from uh, Tequila Real. Oh, Death Eagle. Death Eagle. Him. They oh. met him, and they. I think they were hanging out with him. So I, if I remember correctly, they were hanging out, and the dude uh, from Tequila Real uh-huh. pulls over in the middle of the street or something in his truck. He gets his whip out and starts fucking, whoosh, you know, fucking cracking it, right? And these guys are like, ooh, they're all, you know, they're all happy. Oh, shit. nipples yeah. hard and shit. <laughs> his eyebrows are fucking perfect, right? <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, they're on point, dude. Oh, dude. That's like, yeah, when I heard, like, no, I thought it was Sergio doing it, like, what? Yeah. I thought it was, that was, that was a good episode. Um, I was going to talk about, um, you know, uh, looking back on, on, on the no father no problem. What's the future for no father no problem? What? Well, that's that's good, dude. That's a good question because. What's your end game? That's 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 good. So, um, you know what? Um, what have I enjoyed most about this? Okay, Frankie, he's already on the road to where he wants to be, right? Yes. Me, uh, when Frankie started doing um, the stand up. Him and I would get together and we'd write some jokes together and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. So some of Frankie's early material has some of my stuff in there. So when Frankie oh, wow. was on stage, I mean, very little. Frankie did most of it. Uh-huh. Very little. But when Frankie was at the Ontario Improv, when he first went on stage, I remember Frankie said like a couple of my jokes. And I heard people laugh, dude. Even though I'm not on stage, that is fucking good feeling, dude. Good feeling to say, fuck, I wrote that shit, right? <laughs> you know? After that, Frankie, most of the material, I, I haven't helped him do anything. It's all him doing it all on, on his own. You know, he fucking, he's, he's he's on a roll, man. He's, he's doing good. So uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, for Frankie, move forward with the stand-up. For me, I would not, um, I wouldn't mind writing. Writing. You hmm. know, you, like you got uh, comics okay. out there that, okay. that, comics out there that, that, you know, need a writer or something. I wouldn't mind writing. You know, writing jokes and shit. Because I always have a bunch of ideas, but sometimes my ideas are a little fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, this, this, is, this is great. But you know, you know, got comics that are dirty, comics that are not. You know, so um, yeah, I think for me, I think I would enjoy writing. But for the the podcast itself, um, get uh, get the proper equipment. Like my wife wants me to get get used to it, um, and. Uh, a little bit more production value into it, background music, intro, and whatnot. Oh, Even yeah, though I like man. it, I like it raw. It, it reminds I like our, it like that. It's our, better. Our, our podcast reminds me of 
when Tyson used to fight and he used to walk in the ring and all he had was a fucking towel with a slice in it, like a little sarapa towel. Just fucking basic raw. That's that's how I like our podcast to be. We'll be here and we're about to record and I'll wait for us to get into a conversation. I'll hit record. I, I noticed that. While you guys are, while we're talking and then I'll point at Frankie. I go, bring us in Frankie and he'll start going on. That's all, that's all intentional. I like so that. So it seems natural as it comes in and that's what I want. Once you guys start getting the music and, and all that, I'm kind of like, well, you know, anybody could produce, you know, but this is who we are. From beginning to end, you know, even from before it starts, we're already fucking bullshitting. So I, that's what I see for the podcast: better equipment, maybe keeping it raw. You know, you know. What about YouTube? Uh, you know what? Th- that that is big. I, I got a tripod over there that I bought. Uh-huh. That's gonna go right here. We're gonna, you know, see what camera works well with it. Uh, start a recording against this background. Fucking Chuck Norris. Fucking Chuck Norris right there, and. Uh, so uh, start recording against the background and and um, see where that goes. Yeah, but that's that's the plan. Reno record. That's fucking dude. Like that's the thing. Like I, and that's why like when Ramon, when we DM each other when I was I was on his podcast, we got to be helping out each other. We got to be there for each other and and see each other grow. And and that's why I feel like I'm so so happy for for you and. And Julio and Sergio and you know and all that's because now there's more platforms of of, of podcasts from from Chicano podcasts. You know when you speak to uh, when you speak or not speak when you see people who are successful in a business uh-huh. and um, you see people that have been doing it for a while and you're like, hey, how do you know him? Oh, well, he used to have his own podcast and I liked him when I used to listen to him. So I hired him as my engineer. Huh. And this guy used to do this over here. So you always see people who have talent, you know, actually at the end get together, you know. So it's always good to fucking put yourself out there. Someone else might need you somewhere else to do something for them. Or, you know, as long as you're in the game, you're, you're always going to be, you know, doing this. And down the line, you end up somewhere else. But you're still you're still in it, you know, you know, with... When it comes down to a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of podcasters now. Ten years from now, there might not be as many. If we stick around it's to- gonna... towards the end, you know, you know, it might just be us and, you know, a big group of us. And I say, hey, where'd you know this guy? Well, I recorded with him years ago. Oh, really? He goes, yeah, he got a lot of experience and I need him right now. And I, you know what? And, and I like that you brought that up because I feel like with us, like podcasts right now, we're in the baby stages. And I feel like with you and Frank and me... Well, last year we got into the perfect timing, and now you're seeing all these different types of podcasts. Have you ever had other podcasts reach out to you? Uh, a few of them, a few of them. Hey, uh, I, I enjoyed what you did there. I, you know, this and that. That's cool. You know, right? I, I, well, that that's fucking best. Who, who's that? A uh, podcast that that put that that uh, Latino uh, Latino podcasters and it had everybody's picture in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bermuda, uh, Buda, Buda <laughs> Something from Minnesota. Yeah, no, I know the name. But I just want to hear you say it, dude. Motherfucker. Pura, pura cultura. Pure culture. Pura cultura. Pura cultura. Pure culture. Pure culture. Yeah, okay. yeah, dude. And and I don't know who they are. Yeah. I, I don't know who they are. And they put us on there, and I was like, "Fuck, that's they, fucking great." They they represent they they represent you, and also there's a, also a podcast who was blowing up in the Chicano scene. I had him on my podcast a while back, uh, Tony the Wizard, uh, uh, radio, uh, Rodium Radio. Yeah, he's bringing some fucking killers. Yeah, and he and I was like, man, this guy's he's blowing up. 
you know, been doing he's doing it on YouTube and everything. He's doing it like the smart way mm-hmm. because he has his system. He has everything. Yeah. You know, and all that stuff. But I feel like with you and and me and and a lot of other uh, podcasters, we're, we're getting our name out there. But we're doing it organically. Do you feel we're doing it organically? Uh, well, I I I believe we are. There's there's no other way to do it. <laughs> we mm-hmm. we don't have any we don't have any other outlets. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This fucking we're in a garage, dude. You know? Yeah. It's I feel like every time when I do other people's podcasts, you know, if it's Chicano Shuffle, Yo Yo Yo, or whatever, I always have to give like all of you guys love. You know, I have to do whatever I can because I feel like when I went on Martin's, I had to let them know, hey, you need to check out No Father. You need to check out Dudes. You need to check out Sadie's podcast and whatever. And it, I have to do whatever I can to not be about me, but to be about everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We, we appreciate it, you know, because uh, you, you put that name in their ear. They hear it once. And then they go somewhere else and they hear it twice. They're like, hey, man, who the hell are these people? You know, you get that buzz going. And exactly. You know, it always helps out. It always helps out. I man. try to do whatever I oh, can. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, know, we, and, we appreciate it, man. And, you know, to me, I don't give a fuck about, like, oh, how come they don't call me out or this? I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. I just want everyone to reach out and get big, you know? Yeah. I like to see people grow. Yeah. That's why I've been like, man, I remember like this, and now you're here. Like, it just makes me cry sometimes, you know? Like, I see the growth of you and Frank and, and who and whatever podcast, you know? Because, mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, like I, I, because ever since I followed you and subscribed to your podcast, you know, I've seen the growth of your you and Frank's podcast grow right in front of my eyes, like, every fucking day. Yeah, you know what? Um, I feel we've grown as uh, podcasters because... Like when we started, yes, it was all stories. We we're telling stories about our past, and then this. Happened. But that was good. You know what though? But there's only so many stories we got to tell. You know, mm-hmm. and then we realized, you know, we got we got to change this up because I'm talking about current affairs and you know things that are going on nowadays, and mm-hmm. and and we we got to do that because anybody can tell a story. You know, anybody can. But to talk about current affairs and make it funny and whatnot, you know, th- that's my goal is. For it to be funny, I want someone to fucking be driving and, and laugh, you know, and be fucking laughing, or yeah. or people I am me and tell me, fuck, that was fucking funny, you know. What I mean? <laughs> or so, like when you say a line and they repeat it to you, you're like, oh, that's fucking great. Uh, had a ceviche, ceviche Joe, I love that guy. Ceviche Joe replies, what do you say? Ha ha ha! Let the butt fucking begin. <laughs> <laughs> ceviche Joe's funny, man, man. Like, yeah, man. I mean, sooner or later, I'm probably gonna get him on, but dude. I mean, having ceviche, I didn't know who he was until you had him on. And you were just just howling about his ceviche. I was like, is that that fucking good? And like, I was tripping out and shit like that whatsoever. So I was like, okay. But when he came to 100th episode, I was like, okay, it's not fucking bad. Yeah. yeah. It's spicy as fuck. I, mean, I was fucking crying. But it was fucking good. Oh, you know what? You you did a you did fucking pretty good. You what? Did, no did, way. No. No, no, because you didn't stop eating. I was. I so, love it. Yeah, you were. You were. Fucking, I had mocos coming. Yeah, everything. Yeah, and and you know what? Ceviche uh, uh, Joe's a fucking. He's just a cool dude. Um, Kiko told me about him. He goes, "Hey man, uh, he had the he had the ceviche at his house. He has actually ceviche Joe pull up, drop it off. I don't know who he was. He dropped it off. We we tried to go. Man, this is fucking pretty good. He goes, "Do hell with your podcast." Nothing. Ceviche Joe. All right, let me reach out to him. 
He showed up with some ceviche. We had we had, that that was a warm day, so we had it here at the park. Yes, Frankie and I were drinking, and I go, "Fuck this fucking guy's genuine." That's what I liked about him. The story was, was good. Yeah, yeah, it was genuine dude. I fuck this guy's fucking cool as hell, man. And uh, and you you know what helps? <clears throat> you can have someone fucking be really nice. But if their ceviche is no good, it, it, it's kind of hard to fucking back them up. His ceviche is actually his ceviche is actually good. Oh yeah, so it's, it's easy to like him. I mean, no, you like it, but the it's easy. To, with the it's easy shrimp. to it's easy to support them. You know what I mean? Yes. The michelada with the shrimp. Oh How yeah, fucking gangster was that, dude? Fuck it, man. We, we had remember that one time we did the podcast with the cop. Yeah, came up and like we we're drinking. He'll be like, oh. <laughs> He's like, are you okay? Like we talk about barbecue for some reason. Yeah, yeah. We were. I was fucking. I thought I was gonna get another fucking do, uh, Dewey. Yeah, yeah, I was like that, but it was, dude. How much like that episode when we all did, we all come together. We, it's like guys talking. Oh yeah, I I I really enjoyed the the one we did on Townsend Street that day when you showed up all tired. Yeah, that one there, that one was really. We good. We gotta dude. do another one, dude. Yeah, yeah. Get 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 the, get the boys together, dude. But I mean, no, no, I, it's, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I like it when you when you invite us on, you know. All right, yeah, yeah. You know, and everything. As this that was when I try when I did the when the podcast, fucking Sergio was like, wait, I, I didn't know we were taking turns. You know, twenty minutes here, yeah. like, I, we tried telling them, we tried telling them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, all right, Sergio, yeah. your turn. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> it's like that, but it, it's just I like it, and uh, and that's the thing I like it because. With the podcast, you know, you're going to get your home base. You know, and I want to, I'm, I'm in talks trying to get a home base. I'll tell you off air, but I might have a home base on YouTube, but um, I have to wait until it's a little confirmed and stuff like that. But we're going to talk about the copyrights and all that stuff and everything and stuff like that. But yeah, but um, going back uh, with your father, when, when your father wasn't around, your mother had to, uh, you know, be the mom and the dad, huh? Yes, yes. How was that like? Uh, it, you know what? It it uh, that that was that was rough. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because uh, when she was being the dad, she was out there trying to hustle, trying to make money. Yes. So she had little time to be the mom, and when she was the mom, she couldn't be the dad making money. So there was, uh, you know what I mean? There was a. a balance so she was always working yes so there was you know i didn't have anybody there to watch over me to discipline me to make sure i came home on time there was none of that i ran free i'd come home from school and go on the street and come back whenever i wanted there was no telling anybody i'll be back at this time oh fuck. no nobody watched over me so that's the way it was most of my life and even when my dad was there because you know he lived us for a short time of our life yes he was never around he was he was never around so and he never helped out anyway so it it just it it, uh she tried to be uh, mother and father and she did the best she can yes no my hat off to my mom you know she could never do any wrong in my eyes but um you it's you can do two two jobs at the same time you know, a lot of a lot of mothers out there are like, oh, I can, I don't need a man, I can raise my kids. Yeah, you know what? I hate that talk. Yeah, I hate people. Who you talk know like what? That. You know what? Don't, don't do that to your kids. You know, fucking give them every opportunity you can. And you know, and but you you need a mother and father. You need a mother and father, and because either one's working, and you know, the other one's making sure the kids are home and whatnot. So I ran, I ran free. I ran free. I was, you know, I didn't have a time to come home. I didn't. It was it wasn't even like that. My my mom's concerns were 
make sure he doesn't die of hunger, make sure he, he's he's got a roof over his head. And those are kind of the, the like the two basic ones, you know what I mean? Everything else I will do if I have time, but those are the main concerns, you know. Especially my mom, you know, had a second grade education in Mexico. Uh she grew up all her life, uh, uh, like working in restaurants and, and, and you know being a waitress or whatnot yes. in Mexico. Uh-huh. You know, we came to the United States when I was four, and um, so she's got that Mexican upbringing. You know what I mean? You know, so as long as I I feed my kids and and uh, make sure they have roof over the head, the village will raise them. Well, the village out here is fucking rough. It's not the same as over there, you know. So it it it, it was rough. It was rough. I I could. I felt the difference between you know we lived we lived in East LA it was a poor area yeah but I still felt the difference between what I didn't have compared to what my neighbors did have you know uh-huh. I was you know yes. so so it it, it it was it was rough it yeah, was man, rough that's like fucking deep it's like when I heard an episode where you talked about your dad for the first time and when you were there when he was you know about to pass away uh, i think that was a pretty deep episode you know oh yeah yeah i yeah. mean like dude that's like to honestly to be blunt like that was very balls of you to say that shit well you know what it, it it's true and i don't like lying if the subject comes up i'm gonna talk about it openly and uh you know to say i didn't cry you know I, you didn't I, how, how why because I didn't have that emotion. I didn't have those did he feelings. see you like? Hey, che, man. Che, I don't know if you, if you heard this episode, but check this out. Um, I, I didn't cry when my when my dad passed away. When you know, I still haven't cried. When they were, uh, um, he was in front of me and he's you know ready to go and I'm saying bye to him. It, it didn't come out of me. What? I had a. <laughs> this sounds fucked up, but I don't lie on these podcasts. I had a chihuahua, uh, itty bitty. We called her. <laughs> and uh, that was our fucking dog. We don't run the house. Uh-huh. And then uh, our chihuahua was about 10 years old and it had an enlarged heart, right? So you can see it walking a little slowly. We took you to the vet, you know, $1,000 later. Like, take these pills. Your dog's not going to live long. It's got a large heart. Nothing we could do about it. Take the pills. This helps. So one day the dog fucking comes out dead, right? I go and I um, I bury the dog and I cry for the dog. Oh, fuck. And, and then I feel bad that I didn't cry for my dad, but I cried for the dog. But at the same time, like, oh, I get it. The dog was always next to me. He loved you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unconditional. So, oh, so man. you know. That's fucking deep, dude. Yeah. And, 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 and if you put it on paper, you can see exactly what I'm talking about. Somebody was there. Somebody was not there. That's all you got to know, right? You know, to, the way how you say that right now, it makes me feel like I have a situation. So, like, I haven't seen my daughter in June, in last year of June, in situations, whatever. But I feel like every time I want to see my daughter, I've, I'm scared to be in that house because it, it brings back it brings back bad passes. Did um bad situations with the mom? Yeah, yeah. I just feel negative energy, and. I want to be mutual, but with the past, it's just, you know, and now, oh, this is fucked up for me to say, I, yeah, fuck it, I won't say it, every time I see my daughter, I see her. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I love my daughter, and even though she's a cancer survivor, I feel like I wasn't there to be with, when I needed her, I needed to be with her the most, but I felt like I was going through so much shit, dude. And I felt like, I'm a, like I feel like an asshole dad. But now I feel like I had to work on me 
to better myself and now one day I will go see my daughter. But now to the point when I can see my daughter anytime I want, but when? Yeah. yeah. It's hard, man. Well, I get scared, man, to see my daughter because you know, like the, the longer you take, the harder it's gonna be, dude. Yeah, man. And if you don't do it, you're gonna fucking kick yourself in the ass. Mm-hmm. And um you don't want your daughter 20, yeah, year, 20 years from now. Oh yeah. Recording on her podcast how you were a dick. You don't want you don't want to do that. You got to got to fucking stop that cycle, you know? Yeah, man. It it, it because it, I feel like and it sounds very easy for me to fucking say that. Oh yeah. You know, in black and white, well, Mega Man, you go and you see your daughter and fucking suck it up. It's easy for me to say it. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of fucking Situations, situations, a lot of yeah, ins and outs that I don't know about. I, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. The, I, I you totally know, the, get the, it. The, the ex wife is there. The the rest of the family doesn't like you. You know all that shit. So yeah. you know, I, I, you, but, but you but you got to do it. Yeah, and when you do, it's you know you know, feel bad about it. It's tricky, even though with my ex lady, with my son Emiliano, you know, like I love my son. Oh, I love my son. He's a cutie pie. Hey, hold on. It, how can you call her your ex? You've been gone like a week. Uh, I think it must have been like two weeks now. Two weeks? Two, three weeks. You, you know what? You haven't been gone long enough to call her your ex. Dude. Well, I feel like we're separated because I'll say this. And I'll say this out there because I have to be very blunt on this. I think in a way, she, when I did too much podcast, I told her I'm going to take a break. And we did and everything. Everything happened because... When my car got broken into, uh, I lost everything. Yeah. And when I did that GoFundMe, she took it r- the wrong way. She felt like, why would you put that up for? We're not poor. Because of her her mentality, how she thinks, like, no, I work hard and all that stuff. But shit happens. Yeah. She didn't lose everything. I lost everything. And... You know what, though? I think that's when you're wrong because when you guys are a couple, what belongs to her belongs to you. You know, you guys, if there's a loss in your life, it should be a loss in her life as as well. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, we're, we're speaking freely right now. Yes. You, you know what? I, I, w- I would say, um, and I told you this from the beginning, dude. Yes. You record too much. You record too much. Yeah. And there's got to, there has to be a balance. There, ha- there has to be a balance, yeah. you know. If you record once a week, release once a week, and you know, I don't know, I, I, I sound like a dick for saying it. No, 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 you know, no, you, you know, no. Keep hang, on, keep on saying. Hang, hang out, you know, spend more time with the yeah, lady yeah. and say, "Hey, this is my recording days. This is when I'm recording." And she can, um, she knows what your schedule is when you're going to be around. They women fucking love that shit. You know, this is when I'm recording, and, and, and you know, that's it. I, I I do think you 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 record a lot. I, I, I do. do think, uh, you, and you can't. I remember the day that uh, they, <laughs> yeah. they they stole your shit, and you're like. I'm not recording for seven months, and I'm like, fuck seven months. I, I'm pretty sure you I lost do, everything. I'm pretty sure you can do a podcast tomorrow morning, Megan. Man, I knew it. You know, and I knew you were gonna keep on going because it's an addiction. It's it's an addiction. It's a drug. But and I'm not asking you to fucking quit doing it. I'm just telling you, fucking, there's gotta be a balance, dude. There's gotta be a balance. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying be cool like Sergio and be like, eh, I'll do it when I do it. Can't be you like know, that. find a find a, a medium ground and. Um, Find a medium ground and, and you know just do it. And I think a lot of it has to do that you record by yourself so that you can just fucking take off and go and record a podcast because it's only you. I gotta I gotta work with Frankie and whatnot, yeah. you know. Balance, and, yeah, yeah. Gotta you know so I, I gotta I gotta work with us so that kind of 
you know, puts a, 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 a pace, you know, it paces us. So, but I think, I think you should slow down, dude, because, uh, you know, you separated from your wife, but if you wouldn't be podcasting as much, you'd still be with her. Probably, yeah. Probably, so, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it, you know what, and it's fucked up for me to say that because it's, on the outside looking in, I can see, okay, well, this is where shit's broken, go fix that, you know, but for you, there might be more details, or there's more ins and outs to it, you know, but if you weren't recording as much, she, you know, she'd be a lot cooler about it, you know, maybe she hates, hates the podcast game because you do it so much, if you did it, and you were to pace yourself, do it once a week, and she'd be okay with it. And be more supportive about you getting your gear and, and you know doing this and that, you know. She you know? was in the beginning supportive and to the point like, eh, I don't like I don't like I don't like what I see behind the curtain. Behind the curtain? What uh what were you No, behind what she sees behind the scenes. You know, when you do podcasts with guests and here she's like, I won't mention, you know, I'll I won't mention a certain guest, but like, man, that guy's an asshole. Or she's an asshole. Like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. It's like, wow, I didn't see that coming. But it, it, it goes, it goes exactly. with the fucking territory. It exactly. goes with the fucking territory, dude. I always tell her, look, you don't have to go, but, yeah. you know, if you want to go, this is how it is. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, why? Because this is how, this is reality. This is what I do. Yeah. It's like, well, why would you say something and or be like something else or whatsoever? It's like, this is how it is. You're 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 doing an episode to get through people's days, whatever. But if you don't like it, you know, like, what would you want me to do? Like, you want me to be like how honest I am, honest. But it got to the point she just got like, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like you doing too much podcasts. You know, I, I you know what, I, dude, I, I hate she's to say, right. yeah, she's right. I, 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 I agree with her. Yeah. And if you were to pace yourself, you know, and. Uh, you gotta remember, you got you got, you got kids there, dude. Exactly, you got kids there. You but know, she and, needs to real. But oh, oh no, no, I know. I would say, stop recording so much. Yeah, and then see how things change before you expect her to realize something. True. Let's let's, let's see what okay. happens. Okay, okay, true. I I'll give you that right there. But she needs to realize why are you doing this podcast for? I'm doing this because to conquer my depression. I'm mm. doing this because I need to be more grounded. I, I have to do this. If not. I don't. I don't have nothing. Yeah. I I need to keep on going. You, you need that outlet, right? I, yeah. 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 No, I, I'm with I'm with you on that, but there's a, there's a balance between oh, the yeah. two. You know. Oh yeah. I, I I think that you're recording so much that that shit was adding maybe adding to your depression or to your stress. You yeah. know, uh, as opposed to taking it away. Yeah. You, you get that balance to where your wife's happy. You get your podcast once a week. There's a balance there. Fuck, everything's fucking perfect. You know what I mean? You know the fucked up about it? Fuck, this is fucked up. See, I did five podcast episodes in one day. And I didn't have my kids. They're with their mom for a day or two. I saw my son Emiliano for five minutes. And I said to my to my ex, I got to go. Why? I have to do another episode. And I won't be back till 10 p.m. Yeah. And I did four. Yeah. And be like, why are you doing this for? Are you getting fucking paid? Are you a fucking Joe Rogan? Well, <laughs> Joe Rogan at one point wasn't getting paid either. Exactly. But I don't think he was doing five episodes in one day at the you know, same time. You the know most I mean? three. You know what? I, I yeah, I, I would say uh, yeah. slow down, dude. You have to slow down. Yeah. There, has, there always has to be a fucking balance somewhere. You got yeah. you, you got to find that fucking sweet spot to where oh, yeah. you spend enough time with her and you do enough fucking episodes to fucking you know. 
not and, go nuts. And I'm only doing this because I love doing podcasts, you know, and I I want people to to know my story. As how they know you want you want people to know you and Frank's story, you know. Oh yeah. Of yeah. what you guys been through, you know. I mean, fuck. I mean, to put our fathers out there like, hey, we're our fathers are a piece of shit. We don't want we don't want to be like them. We want to be better fathers. This is how it is. You know what? Uh, it, 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 it all comes with being honest. Yes. I, I don't think our intentions were to go out there and say, hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey, my dad's a piece of shit. I want everybody to know that. No. Shit. It wasn't our intentions to say that. Our intentions were like, hey, what's going on? And this is, a, this is, this is, a, this is kind of where that came about. We're going to tell our fucking stories, and we're going to tell how we were... Uh, fucking getting illegal smogs on our cars <laughs> even though the car would pass smog right yes, yes. but we didn't know better because that's how we were and if we had a father we would have done that mm-hmm. every time we talk about a situation where we did something stupid where we had a father we would have done it right that was kind of where all this started right yeah but it wasn't to say they're pieces of shit you know but as we went along and started telling our story and you start painting a picture with all your stories it starts to look like a fucking piece of shit drawing you know what i mean you you, you put them in that light so uh it, it looked that way but that was not the intention mm-hmm. but when you speak about it for so long it turns into that you know yeah man. so you know I, I don't think i ever said he's a piece of shit but in the last year i've said enough mm-hmm. to people can think he's a piece of shit you know what i mean do you have like your daughters ever think about like hey man how was grandpa like or this, you know, where they don't talk about that. My, my kids, my kids met my, uh, my, my father. Really? Yes. Yes. He came around and, uh, um, he came around for, for some time. Uh huh. My kids met him, you know, call him grandpa. As long as he comes around and he's cool, that's fine. I don't need him anymore. If he wants to come around and hang out with you, and if he's fucking cool with you guys, I'm okay with that. So he came around, and he was, you know, he was cool with the kids and everything else. I, I was okay with that. But there was, like, certain things that he did didn't, that he didn't fucking like. My dad was 70 years old, and he still, like, fucking around with women, right? Uh, my, my dad drove a uh, brand-new Camaro. It was a fucking real beautiful car. You know, still dressed in boots and fucking leather jackets. He still tried to fucking pimp, you know? Yeah. And he would hang out, you know, where he lived. He lived in New Mexico. There's a lot of Indians there. So mm-hmm. he would hang out with, you know, had a lot of girlfriends, Indian girlfriends that were 30 years younger than him. So whenever he would come visit me, he tried to bring one of the, what he would call a squaw. One of his girlfriends, right? <laughs> so he'd come over to my house. I haven't house. heard that term for a while. Yeah. <laughs> he'd come over and knock on my door. And, go, and he wouldn't even tell us he was coming. He just fucking show up. And I'd open the door. Hey, what's up, Dad? He goes, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm here." And uh, I got a squall with me. And I go, "Well, don't fucking bring her in here. I go, you don't bring random women in front of my fucking grandkids, what in front of your fuck? grandkids. You don't do that. That's not what I want. You know, that's that's. I don't want them to see you with that. That's not the fucking. Not the way I do things. Damn. I fucking kicked them out. Like, you can't stay at my house. He stood at my brother's house, and." Um, when things like that started happen, hey, where's Grandpa? Uh, I haven't seen him. You know, he hasn't called in a while. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want my kids to see that. You know, I don't want my kids. Even though my dad divorced, you know, separated from mom years ago, that doesn't look right. That doesn't look right. You know, my my dad's seventy. This girl's fucking thirty-two years old. You know, that doesn't look right. 
So I'm like, no, you can't stay at my house, you know. So then you got a little bit of separation, you know. Hey, I don't, I don't put up with that. I don't, I don't allow that in my house. So they met him and they remember him, and you know, and they remember him in a good light. And I'm okay with that. Remember him in a good light, you know. But look, I had the problem with him. They did. That's deep, dude. Yeah, that's yeah, fucking yeah. deep. <laughs> yeah, fuck my dad, dude. My dad was like, "Hey, I'm out of here. I'm gonna remarry." And all of a sudden, he started popping up with fucking kids and have fucking three sisters. My mom remarried, had fucking two, have five. I'm like, whatever. So it's like, okay, five. He's like, yeah, how many kids do you have? Four, four girls. Four girls, yeah. Oh, I have five sisters. Oh, all right. I was like, fucking my god, dude. How is that like having four sister, four daughters? Uh, it's, it's hard. It's, 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 you know what? Um, Did you ever want to have a boy? You know what? My, my girls, when I would... Um, okay. I did want to have a boy, but I never... Um, how do I explain this? <laughs> I didn't want to... I never said I wanted to have a boy, but I wanted to play with my girls like boys. So my kids... Tomboys. Are fucking rough, man. My kids could... I mean, they could wrestle. And I mean, we used to fucking fight rough. My kids and I and... And, and all three of them against me. And we'd fucking really go at it. I mean... And and they learned that. And I never realized how rough I was with my kids. When... Um, until my daughter brought over her uh, boyfriend's nephew. And he's around five years old. And like, hey, what's going on? I grab him and I fucking give him a forearm... And the fucking kid's like, fuck, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I, and, and, and my daughter, my daughter, dad, dad, they, they don't play like that. Like, we used to. I go, because I'm so I go, dad, it's okay. It's okay. It, it, it's okay. But they don't play like that way over there. Do in the wall. Dude, I felt bad because I, 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 you know, but my daughter knew. My daughter didn't say, dad, why did you do that? My daughter knows. We fucking, we fuck around. And my daughter, my daughter knew that. She goes, dad, they don't, they don't play like that over there. <laughs> I go, oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. So I'm. I'm more gentle to those kids, you know. But my kids, you know, fucking, you know, we, we used to go at it. Not anymore, but, you know, they're older, but we are growing man. up. So that's how I got that need for having boys out by playing rough with my girls. Fuck. And, yeah, we used to fucking, my daughter, my uh, Nageli, my 22-year-old, uh, she um, she's in school. She you know, was sixth grade, fourth grade. I forgot what it was. And she was drawing something, and they're like, uh, like Father's Day, she goes, "What, what do you like? What do you like about your dad?" And then uh, she drew. She goes, "I like when my dad and I play, uh, play." And it's me grabbing her by the hair on the drawing, right? <laughs> Is that the one you posted with the drawings and shit? No, like, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, I was no. gonna say no, that, that would have been hilarious. It wasn't. It wasn't. Was oh my god, that was I, got, I gotta find this. It's somewhere in one of these. I'm boxes. gathering all my shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's me. Uh, it's me pulling her by the hair. And she, I like it when my dad and I play rough. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be a psychiatrist coming to my house. Dude. Soon, you know? But uh, I, I didn't have the need for a boy because. My kids were rough. My kids all play. Uh, all of them play softball. Oh uh, yeah, they all play softball. Soccer. I, I, I was told them. I go. You can't go to the school dances unless you're in a sport. So they all gone to, to, to softball, and there was at one point where I had had them all playing, and we'd go fucking play softball, and we were fucking you know, it was fun playing it because it was competitive. It was competitive play with them because they all played very well. You know, I had pitchers and catchers and everything out there. You know, so it was it was fun. So I never had that need for a boy because you know they they filled the need. Dude, that's pretty good. We're almost we have a couple more minutes and stuff. Last question I want to I want to ask and stuff. 
now that with your daughters having kids now, how does it feel being a grandfather? It is uh, the difference. The difference. Well, I'll I'll answer this the way I answered my daughter. My daughter goes, Dad, what's the difference between us and you and your grandkids and you? I go, Well, you, you're like going to work. My grandkids are like going on vacation. You guys, I need to discipline you. I need to feed you. I need to do this. <laughs> the kids, it's like an all-inclusive. I get you have the kids. You go there. You don't gotta feed them. All you gotta do is enjoy them. The minute they cry or have a dirty diaper, you're like, here you go. You know, you know, you return them. Wow. So that's the difference. I I enjoy my grandkids a lot. Mm-hmm. I enjoy them because you know they're they're small and but they cry. I mean, I'm holding them, and then the minute they cry, them, my daughters will take them from me. All right, them. <laughs> you know, they, they know. So that's the, it's a it's a big difference. You're just there for the good moments. You love it, huh? You know what? It's 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 great because uh, um, you see them grow up, and and they, like I like when they look at you, and they're like, "Oh, who's that man?" You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's 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 a good feeling. I love it. I love it because when I see your pictures. When you were young, you and Frank grew up when you were super young and little by little you're changing, you're changing and all of a sudden like how you are right now is like, it's almost like they say, you're living the good life. You're a grandfather, you have grandkids, your daughters are doing fucking good, like you made it. You, you know what, uh, I feel comfortable that I go to bed and I don't, I have no worries at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, when I go to bed what's my biggest worry? Uh, I drink too much water and I gotta pee a lot. <laughs> I don't have I don't have any worries. Uh, my wife and I have uh, been together for a long time. We've mm-hmm. worked hard. We're comfortable. Life is good, you know. So it gives us time to do the podcast and do everything else. So mm-hmm. hey, I, I can't complain, dude. I'm happy. I'm I happy. It, and and my wife's made it, you know, made it possible for me to be happy. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be anything without her, dude. Uh, Chinook, dude. I want to say, man. Having you on the podcast, dude, it's getting to understand you more, dude. Like to me, you're like family, man. Yeah, yeah. I like you're like you're like a you're like a like a big brother to me, dude. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know, I don't know how the age, well, but get your ass back home with your old lady what and the fuck? fix that shit. Dog. I don't know, man. I'll dude. try. <laughs> I guess you know. I'll do what I can do. Uh, Chino, do you have any shout outs or any last words before we log off? Well, you know what? Uh, I, I, I do. I, like uh, we said, we weren't going to do no shout outts. You had two uh, two strikes. Yes. Uh, before we started this, we said, hey, man, no shout outs during the thing. Let's just keep it us. Yeah. And it became us. It, it, I and think it was. it's a better episode because nobody else has mentioned. But um, I don't know where you're going to release this. Uh, but ne- uh, next week. Okay. Um, Jerry Garcia was uh, was nice enough to fucking have us over his place. We recorded a, a good podcast with him, so I want to give him a shout out. You guys look him up. He's got a lot of shows, local shows that are coming up. Uh, uh, look him up. Um, we just did an episode with Martin. The guy came down. So good. Down to earth, dude. Uh, um, um, lots of information. Next week we have uh, Tanya Estrada uh, coming up. Mama. Yeah. Uh, week after that we got uh, Alfred Robles. We're gonna go over the Super Bowl and uh, a couple of different <laughs> uh, upcoming things. But uh, uh, look, look them up, uh, Martin, uh, Tanya, and uh, Alfred Robles. Look them up. Uh, great people, and I'm, I'm happy that they're, they're coming on. And uh, 
Mega Man, uh, thanks uh, for having me on, bro. Chinook, dude, like your your family, dude. I love you, man. I mean, I like to see you and Frank's uh, from No Father No Problem like podcast grow, man. You're fucking doing it, dude, you, and you're doing it organically. And I, like I said one last time, uh, dude, big family, much love. Yeah. And I just want to say to everyone, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Please rate and review. Uh, find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, the whole nine yards. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, leave a couple stars to make the podcast better. Um, uh, where can they follow you at? Uh, well, we got the No Father, No Problem uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, you can reach uh, Frankie at Blanquillos. That's where Frankie's at. My, uh, my Instagram is uh, Chinook. Uh -huh. But uh, reach, reach out to us on the No Father, No Problem uh, Instagram account. Cool, cool, cool. And they can follow you over there and follow the Mega Mass podcast on Instagram and my personal at Mega Mass 6980. Other than that, Chinook, thank you for coming on the Mega Mass podcast. All right, bro. It was fun. Hell yeah. We're out. Later, guys.